Hello, John. Welcome to the 491 of Drug Tester Podcast. And as always, I am Tyler. Joining me, we have the man. The, God, it's backwards again. The <laughs> man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'll tell you what, Tyler. Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> gotcha, bitch! Ah, I got all cocky. Got all cocky. Oh, I can, I God. see the... I see the defeatedness in your face. It's oh, the face. That, it's that it's the face funny. I see in the mirror every day. That was, oh, funny. That was funny. As soon as I go up and try to do that and stuff like that, the freaking thing just goes slides out my thumb. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> for audio listeners, Gables for the third week in a row tried to open up the this uh, can of is that diet Dr Pepper I'm seeing over there. It's diet Dr Pepper, right? But uh-huh. normally when I do it, the cans on the the thing. I thought I'd be fancy to try to put it up like lift this up, put it in the shit. camera there. Yeah, yeah. Got a little but, cocky uh... there, didn't you, son of a bitch? <laughs> But like I was saying, man, the Nintendo 64, that's what's up. And the reason why I'm saying that is because a couple weeks back, when we had the last major update for Nintendo Switch Online, when it had like, uh, what was it? What was the last N64 game? F-Zero X, I think it was. I want to say. Yeah. So anyway, the last major N64 game that launched on the uh, Switch eShop. Now the switch online component and stuff, we started thinking to ourselves like, like how many games like technically could release on that service still? And we're kind of a little bit of guessing. I'll tell you what, I went the past couple days. I started checking out the official, like complete North American release like uh, list for the Nintendo 64. And let me tell you something. How many games released in North America on the N64? 297. Yeah, it's all 297, right. right? And so I took that list under consideration because there is a little checklist thing that you can do, right? So this website that I'm going to go for with the name is called listchallenges.com. And basically, I searched up all North American releases for the Nintendo 64. It's it Mario Golf. Sorry to cut you off there. Oh, Mario, Mario Golf. Golf. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's the other one. That's the one I just uh, played like a couple months ago. Anyway, yes, it's called like listchallenges.com, right? And so I basically was checking off all the games, like N64 games that I had played. It's about eight pages long. I kept tabs of each one that would be considered like supposed great games. I technically count like about 73 in regards to like N64 games. But that included licensed stuff, which I pretty much feel would not release under any type of circumstance. Yeah, those aren't going to happen. So I took off that. Let's see. And I think I came up to around, oh, my God, give or take. And this is me doing a little bit of random calculation stuff, right? So if we had 73 and we took out the amount that were just the licensed games from the 73, right? So I got about 3, 6, 7, 8. So we just take out the 8, it would be 65, correct? Mm-hmm. But that's not taking into account the games that are on the service right now for the Switch Online. Yeah. It was like Since 11? 12. I think like 3, 6, 9, 10. Yeah, 11. You're correct. 11 in that regards. So goddamn good. So it would only give us about 54 games out of the current list that I had went through and researched on. And from looking at the list, I mean... You had, like, the random... You had, like, the most randomest type of stuff. I mean, you got, like, the Mario Party games. You got, like, Mega Man 64. You got maybe Killer Instinct Gold. I mean, here's the thing. There are that's still... an Xbox One. It could happen. Now, that's the thing. 
Rareware has released games on the Switch Online before. Banjo-Kazooie, the rumored yeah. GoldenEye, potentially. So you can't really dismiss any of the Rareware type of games making onto the Switch like online service. But then you start getting into some of the more obscure ones like Chameleon Twist or even like Goemon's Great Adventure or something like that. Or even like the Atlas kind of cult classic Mischief Makers. But uh, yeah, what I'm saying is, man, it's like there is... They're actually... out of games. We're out of games. <laughs> <laughs> it could potentially get to that point. But what, I'm, what I am trying to point at it is like maybe... Maybe the Switch Online is probably going to have the top 30 at most best N64 games when you all this said they're done out of the whole aspect of what I was going through in research. <laughs> but uh, even with the 11 that are on there, not including the imports, Sin and Punishment, like, uh, yeah, Sin and Punishment and stuff, that's still, that's still going to be like chump change in comparison to some of the other stuff. But, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of possibilities that could still release on it. But other than my little bit of research, other than my little research thing applies and stuff, I did end up buying Kermy in the Forgotten Lands. What's kind of hilarious is, like, one of those mornings where I've just figured out to myself, it's like, you know what, I'm going to fucking buy Kirby. So half asleep, I go on to Amazon, I find it, I order it, and I text Tyler here, right? I text him on Instagram. It's like, hey, good news. I got Kirby. He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, bad news. I got the PAL version. <laughs> yeah. Peggy 18. Well, that's just funny. And uh, we're just like talking back and forth. It's like, does it work? It was like, I, and I go through, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to check. And I go and I put it in my Switch. And yeah, the Switch yeah. is region free. So everything worked as it should. And I'm glad that the system even though I make a fucking bonehead mistake like around 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning <laughs> when I'm still trying to wake up. But, uh, yeah, I played a little bit of Kirby. It's good, obviously. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, busy stuff at work, so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, there's a slew of gaming news, though. So, basically, Tyler, how have you been doing? Doing all right. You know, like I said, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. I, I, put, I tweeted out today in our Drunkner's tw uh, Twitter account, uh, what a month this week has been for gaming. Um, not so much releases, uh, just news. I was telling Gables, like, mm -hmm. typically I like to keep, like, three, four topics, depending on how big they are, for the main show. And then, like, maybe four or five other news ones are, like, smaller things we're talking about, but not really mm -hmm. a lot to talk about. Um, I have, like, 14 or 15 different things in here this Jesus. week. And I'm like, all of these things are, like, top four or five topics of the show uh and i gotta start cutting shit so i like it's it's been a it's been a crazy week and we're a month away from the summer game fest mess e3 whatever it's called rest in peace to that thing um rest in peace to e3 i'm wearing my my uh jeff grubb shirt here where it says uh here lies electric electronic entertainment expo 1985 2021 shirt i uh, did not plan that just kind of how i was wearing that shirt um there's Mike Minotti right on the side, right there. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, been all right. Crazy week. I, I was actually I had my first like day off from work that wasn't like a weekend, or, or and I'm not counting my three days I missed it from work because I had COVID, because um, I'd honestly rather rather have been at work. Um, but uh, my first like day away from work uh, since Thanksgiving, so that was awesome having that. And it just so happened they announced the indie world thing. Uh, which I called, by the way, 
I said yeah. a few weeks ago on the show where I'm like, I well, I was off a little bit. I guess it's not really fair because I, like I called like three, two or three weeks ago because like Pax East was happening and we always had the uh, indie world indie thing whatever right around Pax East and we didn't have it this year and then uh, here it is you know uh, May 11th so I was home that morning I was uh, actually on my computer here and I was like I better start putting some putting some show notes and getting the doc ready to go because uh, it feels like it's gonna be a crazy week crazy shit's already happening uh, we didn't even get to all the other shit. Um, and it was like eight fifty seven, and it was starting at nine o'clock my time. I'm like, I wonder if I can just do like a live react thing to it. I did it. I thought it went okay. Um, you know, it's a little, it's a little difficult. Uh, we'll talk about a little more later the event, but those are always kind of uh tough to do because it's like it could be a lot of big like good games coming on there, but if like this isn't like you know these are indie games, these are smaller games, so it's not like even like if you want like I've watched several directs or PlayStation events or Xbox events where it's like. A lot of big things were announced, like that are big news topics, but like they don't speak to me personally. Uh, those ones, the, the indie directs are very personable as far yes. as what your game tastes are. So um, this one, I thought personally, uh, we'll talk about a little more later. It was a pretty good one, so it worked out. First time doing it. Um, apologize for like the sound quality and the the audio, the, the video quality. Uh, I think I got it fixed later in the show, like later on, like the first few minutes. Like I didn't, I was trying to like get the sound mix right. I think I got it. Um, next time I do it though, I'm going to try to get it like to a better like quality. Cause I think it like was like 480, uh, the way, uh, cause like the settings I had on it. Um, so I'll get that fixed for next time. But Gables and I, uh, as of right now, um, summer game fest is about a month away. Um, current plan is, is that if we are able to, we will live react to these things as they're happening. If we're, if we're home or right, we're around and we're able to do it. I think pretty much for sure. We're going to do the Xbox Bethesda event. Um, but like if there's any other ones and we're able to do it, um, we will do it. Um, so that was kind of a nice little test out for, for me, like doing a short little 20 minute thing. Um, and then if it works out, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, then we'll just keep doing the podcast. But some might, you know, we, I think we, we want to add for a while, but these things are always tough because, you know, we, um, we just do this for fun and it's, um, difficult to do, uh, when, you, you know, when you have day jobs and most of the big directs and events yes. usually happen, uh, during the day on the week in the week so it's, it's hard for us to be home to l- react to these without not be spoiled before we get home so uh yeah but gables like you said it's been a busy week we're already 10 minutes and 45 seconds into this this podcast so let's start going here star starfield and redfall both announced uh, i believe on thursday morning uh that they were delayed to the first half of 2023 um yes spencer is. did a big tweet about it bethesda tweeted about it um obviously starting it off the delays always a good thing take your time don't crunch uh don't want these games you know don't it's the three things I always mentioned coven miyamoto's quote about delayed games and i forgot the third one oh cyberpunk how how, how can yeah. i forget cyberpunk it's the whenever a game gets delayed those are always the three things you talk about and I, those are like every time you was a delay, I mentioned those three things. I don't even not talk explain what I mean by those. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Uh, that being said, though, Gables, when they, when we heard this news, kind of what what was your thoughts? What's your reaction to it? Disappointment, really, because for one, it had been touted out that uh, it would potentially make it towards the end of 2022. I, I'm not surprised in of its sense after the fact that both that and Redfall are going to be 
delayed into 2023, at least the first quarter of it, because they needed to do more improvements and more ironing out of the kinks. Disappointed, really, because it's like, other than Halo Infinite late last year and stuff, there really isn't anything in regards to current, like, current year, the first party related that Microsoft has down the pipeline. Unless they're trying to pull out some sort of third-party deal out of their ass or something like that, come yeah. like their presser and stuff like that, we're looking at just Game Pass for the rest of the day, for the rest of the year and stuff, with potentially having a shotgun type of release thing come early 2023. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Like, I, I wasn't stunned about Starfield because I remember when we did our Fantasy Critic League draft, um, it made a decent chunk in there. We did 20 rounds piece, picked 40 games and. I think it made yep. it to the 30s because neither of us was feeling confident about it, and you drafted it. So, I suck drafted it, Gables. it. I mean, one of us had to. No, we but, didn't have to. But, we didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, what was funny, though, Gable, was the day before on Wednesday, uh, we, I uh, went to go bid on some games. I added a couple games to my fans correctly, by the way. Um, yeah. And I actually bid a dollar on Redfall because I'm like, that's just be coming in the summer. Uh, I'm like, it's probably okay. So it's probably gonna delay till like se- September, October, <laughs> something like that. I was like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, maybe it got delayed to October because it's, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a vampire game, maybe a little more, sk- it's supposed to be a four player co-op game, but maybe va- vampires, October seems like a good month for that. Summer, I'm, summer is pretty safe. It's not happening because it's fucking mid May and we haven't heard about the game yet. Mike, work with me here, please. Thank you. Um, and I'm like, okay. And then that very next day, a guy announced, I'm like, okay, I need to hurry up and can't like, I, I, I deleted the bid. Uh, so I, I didn't bid on that one. I didn't get that. So that worked out. I'd have to waste a drop space on that one. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised about Starfield. Like it, I kind of like, I wasn't like overly confident, like breath of the wild two being delayed. I was not stunned about, uh, I felt pretty confident on that one when I even way before, uh, even begin in the second week of January, when we did the fans league draft. I'm like, I'm not drafting it because I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and pretty early in the year, they, now this is being delayed. Uh, Star, uh, you know, like Starfield. I, I was like, I would say it was like fifty-one forty-nine that that game was getting delayed. Like I wouldn't. I'm like, you're like on one hand, you're like that's already end of the year. You could say like, this, if it gets delayed, it's not happening. But it's like also like if you're putting that date on it, seventeen months out. You know, that was E three of last year. Like you gotta be pretty confident you're gonna you're gonna be done well before that. Um, Right, and that was of the mind of the time when I did initially draft the thing for the Fantasy League that they would stick to that date. But obviously, things change, things pop up and stuff, and at that point, they looked at their initial series of what they had done, and they had to pull the hard question, they had to pull the trigger that this thing had to be delayed up until like early 2023. And in the grand scheme of things, if the reports from Jason Schreier thing was like accurate in that regards, some people were afraid it was going to be like a cyberpunk kind of like release type of thing, yeah. which obviously we want to avoid like the mm-hmm. plague, especially if you don't want to be known as that company that follows CD Projekt Red's misfiring. Yeah. After of cyberpunk. you already had Fallout 76. Yep. After Fallout 76. Yeah, but... So Bethesda has had some like that in the past and they want to avoid that by all costs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like Redfall kind of surprised me because like, like I said, like, okay, that's a summer game. It's supposed to be a summer game. Um, all right, it's probably going to get delayed. Probably going to be, like I said, I was thinking, like, it's going to be October or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm stunned by that one being delayed. Um, I mean, it's it's just kind of crazy, like, you know, when we think about, like, we were, we've we been talking about for, since, I would say, mid-last year, um, that mm-hmm. 2022, 2023 are going to be banger years. And we've had a banger first, like, four months of this year. 
And we were like, we've had a banger early yeah, part yeah, of this and, year. But like, I'm like, man, like that was like, but then we're like, okay, we're in that kind of dead zone right now. Uh, not a lot of big stuff happening, but like, man, like we were looking at just a few weeks ago, we we're looking at, you look at uh, July, August. I mean, Nintendo's is Nintendo set. Like they got a ton of big games. They have like one or two big games coming out almost every month starting in June, the rest of the year. Um, they were definitely Nintendo in regards to the release yeah. scale, though. It's like very heavy towards the early portion of the year and stuff. There are some things in regards to the summer. Yeah. And basically, there's maybe slots for maybe one or two more games from yeah. them potentially towards the end of but yeah, the year. But, like, but my point is, is like you look at like everything else. I mean, obviously, we don't have a lot of dates right now. And we're, well, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of dates and solidification on shit in about a month or so. Um, but you look at the rest of this year, like take I'm taking on like God of War. Uh, you look at you look at the fall timeline. You, you look, if you're not a Nintendo fan, there's not a lot for you. There's just not. I mean, or if like you're not like there's only certain if you're not like if there's only certain Nintendo games that you like, there ain't a lot for you. Um, you know, it's like we're looking at like Gotham Knights, Forspoken, um, Call of Duty. Uh, I'm just trying to think of things that aren't Nintendo. Um, and I can't. Oh, like Saints boy. Row yeah, is like late August, and it's not really fall. It's like August 26 or something like that. Um, yeah, like you were saying, like people have been talking about like okay, like you know they have money put away to like pay companies like hey let's put your game on game pass day one um oh um the harry potter game uh hogwarts, hogwarts, hogwarts legacy. Legacy. thank you um you know and then uh jeff grubb brought up a really good point on twitter where he said that like um any game that has a, a partnership deal with like as far as like um advertising and um stuff like that uh has a has a deal like that in place with playstation they can't in their contract with them, they can't put games like that on game pass. Um, so like call of duty, which has a partnership deal uh, uh, with them and Hogwarts legacy have a partnership with the deal with them. So they can't be a part of it. Gotham Knights. That's a WB game. Uh, this is their first game they've been putting out since 2013. So we're talking nine years since WB Montreal. Put, this is Arkham Knight. No, not Arkham Knight. This is a WB Montreal. What? This is the, uh, oh, Montreal. Ar- um, or origins, Batman or Arkham origins. Um, this is their first game since then. They probably want to sell as many copies of the game as possible because they got a lot of money to make up. Oh yeah, no uh, shit. Nine years in between development, and but maybe they throw enough money at them, they make it worth it. Um, I, you know, you look at the rest of the fall. Like I said, Forspoken's a PlayStation exclusive. Hogwarts has a partnership deal with PlayStation. Call of Duty has a partnership deal with them. And I don't know if like they would probably want to fuck around with that because right now they're in the process of purchasing Activision, so it's like. That might throw some red flags in there, like, hey, you're like, you got to deal with the, like, you're making a, uh, a deal with these guys as you're trying to buy them, like, that can be kind of, sh- you know, uh, government stuff like that can make, like, that might be a little shady here. Let's look at that. Uh, so you don't want, mm-hmm. even, like, you, even if you couldn't, even if you could, PlayStation excluded, you probably won't don't want to risk that because you're so close to buying them. Why fuck with that now? Um, like the biggest thing that's mm-hmm. like coming out the last like few months of the year is, like I said, is Saints Row. And that's like an August 26th game. That's not going to like, I think there's going to be an audience for that, but like, I don't think anybody's super pumped about that game. Uh, maybe being on Saints Row could be big for them. Like they got back for blood last year. They had big things, but it's like my, my big thing is people freaking out. Like, oh, this could be bad for, for game pass. And I've been, this is my point. I've had this point for months now that, you know, game pass has been around for about four years. I think it'll be four years in June since it came out. 
And wow. uh, I could be wrong. I, I think they announced it was E3 2018 when they announced it, but it came out. I think it came out that year. Uh, but yeah. I, I always point this out where people are like, oh, like, and people like when I talk about, I was making this point about PlayStation because people were freaking out about the new PlayStation Plus thing. It's like, oh, you don't have first party games in there. Like you can't be as good as, as Game Pass. Well, I'm like, yeah, it would definitely help. But the big point is for me with Xbox and Game Pass is like, how many big, you take away Forza and Halo from last year, how many big first party games have come out for Game Pass the last four years? You've had Gears 5, Sea of Thieves, Crackdown 3, and that's about it. Continuously it, old games. Yeah, like you take yeah. like Psychonauts 2. Like, like that's the big shit you've had in the last four years. If you take it, like I said, take away, like, literally from last, like, take away, the, like, November and December, those two big games. Like, and Game Pass has been thriving and doing really well the last few years, despite not having those big, big first party games. So, I think Game Pass will be fine. Maybe it's not going to. I don't think people are going to leave. Because, like people are going to leave, but like not. It's not going to be a noticeable chunk. It's not going. Ex- it's not going to be like a long term type of leave. It's going to yeah, be similar the, to what they do with Game Pass. They sign on, they play the games yeah. they want. They unsubscribe. It's just like any other subscription. Like you thing. get it for like, oh, there's this new movie I want to watch, or there's a new TV show I want to watch. You get it for a month, watch the show, you cancel yep. it. Um, I can see that. Maybe it's not going to expand as much as they want because they want to get that. They want to get that partnership. They want to build as many subscribers and keep them around permanently. Uh, but there's a lot of people like us. I think or a lot of people that are just like uh, that aren't like us. I just like they just play games that are on Game Pass. There's a lot of people like talking shit. They're not. They're gamers, but they're not like they're nowhere near like us. They don't read the gaming news. Like they don't. They don't like pay attention to that kind of shit. Like they just. They they know about the big games that come out kinda, uh, but they just pretty much they just play shit on Game Pass. Uh, like to play older games, yep. like we just like they'll wait around for the coming Game Pass, whatever. Um, there's a people like that. Like for me personally, like I love Game Pass. For me, it's good enough. You put out like Game Pass is like even when a game I'm looking forward to comes out on there and I don't like it, it's like cool. You just save me twenty five bucks for not buying that game. I only paid you fifteen and I got all these other games to play. Uh, like a game like for me this month, Trek the Omi, I would have bought that game more more than likely uh, when it came out uh, because I was really excited to play that game. Played it is I. But hey, instead of me paying twenty five for it or twenty bucks for it, I was on Game Pass, a service I already had. Uh, then I have all these other games to play, and there's gonna be more shit coming throughout. So I think it will be fine. I'm not freaking out about that. I will say though, um, I feel like you know, like obviously delays happen. I'm not mad about the delays. I want to point that I'm not like whatever. I'm not even that excited about playing Starfield. I'm not a big Bethesda guy. I'm not. I don't even. We don't even really know what Redfall is. It's vampires the four player shooter game. That's all we know. Uh, so like, I'm not getting mad. I'm not personally upset about these, but to me, I feel like we're at the end of the rope of the goodwill for Xbox because for years now I've been saying, and a lot of people have been saying since like 2019, we've been saying, man, game pass is awesome. We'll just wait till the games come. And now we're going into, we're going to next year. will be like our fourth One, year of saying this. Three, four. Yeah. So we're saying this again. We thought, like, okay, like last year, we're like, okay, we got Forza, we got Halo. Like, fuck yeah, okay, now we're, this is the beginning of it. And then, like, the biggest first party game that they put out this year is Crossfire X. <laughs> Literally one of the one worst, of the worst games, games of the year. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's their big first party exclusive they've had so far this year. Um, so it's not even, I guess, not even first party. It's their big, like, Xbox exclusive, though. Um, cause remedy made it, uh, but yeah, it like, you know, like 
obviously like when people are like Halo Infinite came out, we liked it, we played it, but the people like big Halo fans want to keep playing it. Like they want to play the multiplayer. We've seen that long drought, you know. Even the second season just started last week. People are like, all right, where's more? It's like a lot of people, those people are saying you should oh wait the six more months to fix a lot of this issue. Like I could see that so argument, it, but yeah, yeah, like, um, I, yeah, I just feel like man, like we've been saying this for this many years, and you have like you keep you keep buying all these studios, and it's like man, we're all excited for you because like we lo- I, you know we love Uncle Phil Spencer, um, you know he. Yeah, we just like, he's a gamer. You, you just feel the passion when he talks about when like you read his tweets, you feel the passion about it. When you when you read when I read that tweet from him about the delays, I could feel the disappointment because he's probably disappointed and he knows we're disappointed and he probably feels bad for disappointing us. Like that's I mean he's a businessman who knows maybe he doesn't, but like he does a really good job making me feel like I, I feel I feel that disappointment from him. Um, uh, but um, yeah, like I just feel like we're at that end of the rope where like we can't like. Like we're like at that, the goodwill is running out. You have you bought in all these studios, you bought all these companies. You have like thirty studios. Like I understand a lot of them had deals in place with other companies. Uh, like yeah, you know, like out of Obsidian had out of worlds going on. Uh, Bethesda had Ghostwire and Deathloop going on. They were PlayStation exclusive. That's one big thing. Like that's I it's barely a big thing. We're like, hey, Deathloop can leak can technically come out in September to Xbox. And it's a great game. A game that's been out but for But at that a point, year. it'll be out for at least a year, maybe a little bit more. Like, that's your big... Right now, that's your big exclusive, like, for the rest of the year. Uh, outside of Forza, which isn't confirmed for this year, but it seems like the like it's like one of the worst kept secrets in gaming where it's supposed to be this year, so... Yeah, it's going to be like a yeah. motorsports and then, game yeah. again. And I, that's I don't, probably like, what it is. I feel like the Horizon <laughs> games, I've taken over the uh, as being, like, the top tier. It's kind of like when, uh, like, Treyarch... Became like the A the A team for Call of Duty. I feel like uh, Playground has taken that role for Forza uh, now. Um, yeah. Where the the B team, like the side team that fills in for the other one to fill in the gaps, is now the more exciting version. So, um, yeah, I just they, I don't know. Like I like I'm I'm not like worried about because like I said, I am happy as long as they keep doing what they're doing. In Game Pass, like. I love playing a lot of the indie games that come out there. Like they're doing, like for me, I'm satisfied. Like I wasn't really, I'm not personally upset. Like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna play these games that come out, but it's because I have Game Pass. But like, it's all the other shits keep me around, you know, for Game Pass. Uh, so the, the the first party shit's just kind of like a bonus. But uh, we need to move on, Gables. Um, okay. Let's move on to some Nintendo news. So we have the fiscal the fiscal year report from uh, from Nintendo here. Um, I just I, I can never whenever these like fiscal things come out, it's always a bitch to like find like you hear all the news, but it's like hard to find everything all in one place. I literally just found the the project the slides that they use, and now I'm using them because uh, every I can never really, like find them all in one congress. I, I found like 90 articles to get all the news the stuff together. So um, anyways, the reason why so I want to point out because I, I don't want people to think like oh we're doing this because we're fanboys of Nintendo whatever. No, I bitch about Nintendo more than any other company on here. Um. Even though I do love them, um, I like doing the, their quarterly and fiscal stuff because they give out the most detailed information of all the studios. They give out all the yeah. de- they give you updates like to the fucking they do to the what hundred thousandth to ten thousandth point of sales information on their games every quarter. I love it. I wish all the other studios would do it, um, but they don't. So that's the reason why we do it, and they're usually pretty fascinating. Um, so. Some news here. So like Kirby with only six days, because all this all this is um 
from March uh, or from April 1st of 2021 to March 31st of this year. So Kirby right. came out on March 25th. So in six days in the market, sold 2.65 million units. Uh, Kirby Star Allies, <laughs> which was like an early Switch game, that I think came out in 2018, is currently the best-selling Kirby yep. game at 3.42, and that's not even a good game. Uh, so and six, with six days in the market is about 800,000 copies behind it. Wouldn't be surprised if that game takes over that here eventually. Uh, Metroid Dread is at 2.96 million copies uh, sold. Um, it is the best-selling Metroid game ever. Um, I believe it's up about a half a million copies sold um, from the end of uh, the year when they did their Q3 um, report. So not selling crazy amounts more, but it's still selling well. Uh, in total, 39 games sold over a million copies in the fiscal year. 26 were first party, 13 were third party. Um, so we got some sales data here. Um, overall, they sold 20, uh, 23 um, million units of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, 13.56 were the, the base units. 5.8 were the OLED and 3.7 were the lights. Um, it's down about 5 million from last year, uh, the year before, uh, they, they just made projections. Um, I think they're saying they're about, they're, they're projecting about another 21 million, but basically it's just, they're literally, as they're putting them on the shelves, they're being sold. So they're, it's just like all the other yep. consoles, uh, the PlayStation announced, I think they're at 19.64 million PS5 sold, um, which is below the projections, but they're literally as they're being produced, they're being sold. Um, so yeah, especially during this week because there was one day this week where they discounted the switch to like about two sixty yeah. in major retailers like Walmart, Amazon, yeah. and stuff, and it sold even yeah. more. <laughs> so um, overall, software is up. Um, actually, the best they sold two hundred thirty five million units over the over this fiscal year, which is their greatest year ever for software sales, um, mm. which is just nuts to me. Um, the uh, I pointed this out the last fiscal quarter that the last fiscal quarter they sold, they've sold more switches than the Wii U sold games in its life period. <laughs> that is something you can't make up, yes. man. That's fact. Yeah. And so like the, the switch, the switch sold double the games and last year in the last quarter, the last fiscal year than the switch, than the Wii U sold in his lifetime. So that tells you how big of a success this has been. Um, some updates here. So like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, 14.65 million units sold. Um, 12.64 million units sold for Pokemon Legends, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, Mario Kart 8 is at 9.94 million. Um, so pretty nuts numbers. That's what they sold in the fiscal year. So those are the top three. Um, so pretty fucking crazy numbers. Um, Movement on here. Like I said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find my other notes I had here. Um, they did have a slide that shows like games that are as of right now announced for uh, 2022. They have like Wii Sports, which just came out, uh, Mario Strikers and Fire Emblem Warriors coming out next month. Uh, they have the Monster Hunters Sunbreak, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Splatoon 3, uh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Bayonetta 3. All planned for this year. Um, no Advance Wars, though. So, little, not yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. But, um, I mean, uh, it's probably just like we're just going to wait for the war to see how it's going. 
Are they are they releasing anything else for that one? But they're probably gonna wait till probably the end of the year. I I, I yeah I, I can see. I wouldn't be shocked though if they have like you know the rest of the year. Like I said, they've already got one or two big games coming out every month for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, they could probably just push that to next year. Um, because they like probably gonna sit on. Yeah, it. I mean Nintendo is known for <laughs> like they have games that will be done for months and they're just waiting to to put it out when they have a gap in the schedule. So I wouldn't be shocked if like. They have a gap in like February, and it's like, all right, put it in there. Case in point, Xenoblade Chronicles three. Yeah, or like, um, yeah, they just bumped it up two months, or like Pikmin three, or like Paper Mario. It's like these games have been done for a long time now. It's just, you know, like we got, we don't got anything coming out. Put it out here. Uh, like so, like I said, we've already got some updates. So like, uh, Mario Party Superstars, which is that the new one? Okay, yeah. so that came out. Yeah, that's the new one. Uh, okay, so that came out last year. Already at six point eight eight million units sold. Um. That doesn't surprise Animal me. Crossing is that sold six million units in the last fiscal year. It's at three thirty-eight point six four million units sold. Uh, Smash Brothers at 28.1 million units sold. Uh, Breath of the Wild sold at four point two eight at twenty-two uh, twenty-six point five five million units sold. Uh, Imran Khan had this really good number, where he he um, had every three D Zelda game. Um, that's come out since Ocarina of Time, so the first one, not including like re-releases and remakes, just the base game releases combined have sold 27.4 million units. So Breath of the Wild is less than a million units sold to meet that number. Wow. Which is shocking. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. That's how big the, yes, this, is, the switch effect is nuts. Um, <clears throat> sorry there. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure is at now at 14 million units sold. Skyward Sword is at 3.9 million units sold. It came out last July. Kind of, it is interesting. The last quarter, so the, uh, January through March of this year, uh, Q4 for the fiscal year, only sold about 60,000 units. So that kind of tells you, uh, sold initially pretty well. Still 3.9 million units sold. Already outsold what they did on the Wii. And that's with... So um, Michael Damiani from Easy Allies has a really great point of like Skyward Sword came out in the Wii five years to the date of the Wii coming out and only sold in its lifetime a little over three million units. A Kirby game came out and in six days sold nearly three million units five years after the launch of the Switch. That's how fucking big the Switch is. That's how big the Switch effect is. Um and that's also a good case in point to where when Skyward Sword released in the Wii in that point, that was towards the tail end of the whole Wii's popularity. And even so, it's even though I'd it's sold Wii, three million, the it Wii was, popularity yeah. ended like two thousand eight. But that's just me. But yeah, like, but it's just the fact that's yeah. yeah. But no, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, like that just shows you how like yeah, the Wii was a, a huge success, uh, one of the biggest video game consoles of all time. But you can like, you know, people always talk about like. You know, that the kind of like there was, there was only like a two or three year period where that thing was fucking huge. There, here's the evidence for you. <laughs> like, yep. there is the evidence. A fucking Kirby game, which I'm not Kirby's a big IP. I understand that. Uh, but it it's the biggest. It's the, already the the most popular Kirby game ever. Uh, in six days, when a fucking Zelda game came out and it's outsold that, and you know, in its lifetime. Um, let's see here. Metroid Dread's sitting at like I said, two point nine. I see a lot of people freaking out about like that number. Um, cause it's just the, the switch sales have just completely thrown everything off. It's like the steroid era in baseball where like all the stats mean nothing anymore. 
uh, because it, like the, the Switch is just it's the steroid era of Nintendo, um, where <laughs> you can't you can't look at past sales, you can't look at current sales. Like people look at Luigi's Mansion Three, eleven point four million units sold. I love that game, fantastic game. How the fuck did like Luigi's Mansion Three sold eleven million copies? That's fucking nuts. Any other fucking game that's not like a Call of Duty or a Halo or Forza or whatever. Like if you're not like like they would kill for those numbers. Um, and Luigi Mansion Three has sold that much. And and here's here's something to also think in mind and stuff. This is Nintendo, right? With their Switch, they don't have Madden, they don't have Call of Duty. Yeah. And they're managed to sell all of those systems with the content that they have going with the software that they put yeah. out. So, uh, yeah, those are, it's very interesting. Um, WarioWare get together is at 1.2 million. It's actually the best selling WarioWare game ever, I believe. Um, or wow. it's close to it. I can't, I, I think it, I could be wrong on that. I know it's, I know it's either number one or it's close. Um, I can't, I believe it's the uh, WarioWare touched has is number one. Um, yeah, like Pokemon Let's Go, P- uh, Pikachu, and Eevee is at 14.5. Um, Clubhouse Games is at fucking 4.2. Game Builder Garage. Remember that game, Gables? Yep, the $30 game where you create your that own no games. one uh, That came out and no one ever talked about? Sold yep. 1 million copies. Doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm shocked. I'm like, what um, What the fuck? Um, so, yeah, that that's these are just the games that sold over a million copies in the last fiscal year. This is even all their games. This is just the shit that's over that's got really long tails to them. Um, or like newer games. So yeah, it's fucking, it's wild. Like I said, the steroid era of Nintendo, um, for them. So, uh, a lot of the longtime users have like a high attach rate to the fucking games of their systems. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, you put out great games, people will come. Um, and then it's kind of interesting. They were talking about like, um, I thought it was kind of interesting where it was like, it seemed like it was a very like, aware Nintendo. We're like, we always talk about the weird Nintendo decisions. Like what the fuck are we doing here? Um, and they kind of mentioned like, there was a whole thing of like, they're concerned about this, the next console. Um, and Damn, they, that's a sensible statement. But, like it was actually like, there was a kind of a mistranslation. Uh, and then like the proper translation came out and like, it's, right. it's basically, yes, they are concerned, but it's like, um, it's very aware. Like they realize that like, it's not just like, we we talk about all the time. Like you go from PS3 to four, Xbox 360 to Xbox One. Um, it's very easy to fuck these things up. You get a little you know, you get a little cocky, and there's bad things happen, or you just make you know the Wii to Wii U, and they kind of mentioned it. Like they they had they went they from have, they yes. went from Wii to DS to 3DS, which 3DS turned it around. Wii U never did. Um, no. You know, so they are very hyper aware. It sounds like of like you can fuck this up, um, and it seems like they're aware and they're like trying to play safe. Um, and Iwata was always big on, um, for years about like, he loved the, the, like the iPhone kind of like the Apple world where it's like, you don't, you just kind of keep building new integrations of it where you can kind of keep going. And I feel like uh, we're at this point now with gaming where it's like, and just in with technology in general, where it's like, yeah, like you buy, I buy a new iPhone, you buy a new Android, whatever, like you, as long as you stay in that family, you got that shit. You got like all my I buy a new fucking iPhone. Like I'm going to have my, I'm going to have all my apps. I'm going to have all my, my pictures. Everything's going to be on there. I am forever pretty much tied to Apple because of that. Uh, It kind of ties you. If you don't really care to be a part of it, you're tied to it because all your shit's there. Um, And we're seeing that with like, with Xbox, Steam, PlayStation. It's like, 
PS4 to PS5. All your shit's there. Yes, more gaming consoles, more gaming manufacturers yeah. and stuff are getting closer to that thing. And I'm perfectly fine if Nintendo does the same thing to where it's like, hey, let's keep on making a better version of the yeah. Switch. Let's go forth and re-release that and stuff like that while retaining a bunch of your back catalog and a bunch of your games that you can play on the system itself. I'd be all into that if it's like of some of that sort, you know? Yeah. You know, just like a little casual upgrade or even like a little more substantial. I'm not talking about like the uh, Nintendo Switch into like an OLED thing where, you know, where it's like maybe the screen is the only thing. I'm talking about maybe like a Switch to a Switch Pro potentially, yeah. you know, with that type of an upgrade, the fidelity stuff and shit. I mean, I mean, I want to hit it on a good point in that regards where it's like basically you want to have like a better, like not just like a like an upgrade of something that already works, that already yeah you know is going to be successful and stuff. You just want a better version of that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. I mean, hell, I would love that. I, I've said multiple times, like, I would I would buy a Switch Pro. As soon, I don't even care about the 4K part. I just want my games to just run. And, like, you know, like, we, we've been seeing for the last few years now, yes. games coming out, and they just, they're, like, struggling. Like, Kirby's struggling and on the Switch at 30 frames per second sometimes. Too much shit happens on the screen. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. You get into that first portion of the first level in that game, and you go and you see the pan out, and you see, like, the thing kind of stutter a little mm-hmm. bit, like it's going from 30 frames to about maybe, like, about five frames short. Yeah, so... But it's supposed to... Yeah, like, I've said multiple times, like, give me, like, just put out a, a, a Switch Pro that just runs better, and maybe... I don't care about, like, a graphical improvement all that much. It just runs better. And they're going to have to do one soon, because we're at, the, we're at this point now where company like a lot of games are becoming current gen only like we're getting rid of that last gen those games aren't going to be coming yep. the fucking switch like while those games on p that were coming out a few years like in 2016 2017 were coming to switch barely working um yeah they're not going to come out unless they get a better model yeah coming so out. uh if they want to keep that the third party support they're getting they're gonna they're, i mean i know like yeah they don't need them right now because they're doing really well but like i they probably they want them they're going to yeah eventually yeah they're gonna like they need them to fill up those dry periods <laughs> Uh, like we've seen what they do when they try to make their, when they try to do the Nintendo machine, the Wii U. Because um, let me give you a little bit of a factoid though for the listeners listening in and to those viewers that watch us after the fact. You know, it's like Nintendo hasn't had this type of third party support since the Super Nintendo yeah. era, for God's yeah. sake. Sixty four GameCube, Wii to some extent had some third party, but not yeah. things abysmal for Wii U. But the fact remains is a healthy third party relationship excels a console. Yeah. PS2 is a good example, PS1, 360, the numbers are on the wall. You can have strong first-party con- content all you want, and Nintendo did for years, but you need third-party games. You need excellent third-party games in a plethora like they have on Switch. Yeah, and, and then, yeah like where we're, people buy games on Switch that they may already own on other consoles, or they buy like a lesser version on Switch because like, well, I want it on Switch. I can play it on the go. I'll buy Witcher 3 on there. I'll buy Doom on there or whatever. That's exactly the point. Um, that portability. Yeah, effect. and then like now Steam Deck's coming out, and if Steam Deck becomes like affordable and more reliable to get, th- I mean, I don't think it's it's not going to be. Like, I've actually thought. I don't about think it's ever gonna. I don't think that. it's ever gonna be like. It's never gonna be like. The the it's never. I don't think it's ever compete with Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo on that level. Like I know like PlayStation like PCs its own world on the Steam Deck side of the things though. I don't think it's ever gonna compete with that. But I think it could, like, if it comes affordable enough and good dude. enough and reliable enough, it can that fucking do portable a chunk. PC games be fun, yeah, dude. Like <laughs> that'd be awesome. Those, those third-party <laughs> games will go bye-bye and we'll go there. Sorry, I thought my dog was right behind me. Well, exactly the point, man. I mean, hell, I mean, 
with Valve and the Steam Deck, you know, I'd love it if that thing was a major success and that yeah. thing stayed around for a long while because fucking that's so appealing to me where I don't need to have a big old fucking PC, like a big old massive PC in order to run the games I want to play on PC. Yeah, so, uh, they, yeah, I think really if they just keep putting out better iterations of the Switch every three or four years and they put them out for a good price, three, three fifty, people will come. As long as you put out good, yep. long, long the games are there, they will come. Uh, but we need to move on, Gables. We got a lot to talk about here. So um, moving on to the next topic, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The sequel is officially called, well, not officially, um, they, but um, Jeff Grubb leaked it on the Grub Snacks. Um, well, a person guessed the title and he's like, yeah, that's the title. Uh, so, so he, he told him. Uh, so it's called <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, terrible name. Um, and apparently it's coming uh, in. It was, they originally wanted to release it this year. Uh, he said a few months ago that's not probably not going to happen. Uh, EA had a uh, when their their uh, quarter their fiscal year thing they talked about and they said that there's four big games coming out in Q1 or Q4 of 2022. Yes, which will really be Q1. Well, fiscal year. So Q1 actual okay, of 2023. Uh, there's four big games coming. Um, one was a remake. One's a partner one. One's a sports game. And I can't remember the fourth one. Um, they were, but the games were um, Dead Space was the remake, obviously, which they yeah. um, that, tie that in. Has a release date now, January 27th. There'll be a game. The, the big uh, reveal will be in October for the gameplay. Um, uh, the other one, the, the sports game is Super uh, Mega Baseball. Uh, they bought that studio a couple years ago. Uh, a lot of people were, were thinking it was college uh, football which got me incredibly excited, but that's not the case um, because it's supposed to be happening in 2023. I can't remember what the fourth game was. And then the, the other game is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That will probably be coming in February or March. Obviously, if you have Dead Space coming in January, that's probably going to probably be like March. Um, we're supposed to see, a re- uh, I think, the end of May uh, is the, they're having the Disney the uh, thing. And it's a Disney or a Star Wars thing. I can't remember. Uh, but there is a big Disney event happening or whatever at the end of May. Well, like D12? No, not D12. Shit. Uh, D12 is every other year. I think, um, I think that's next oh. year. Uh, but we have had gameplay stuff at that. I think Battlefront 2 was that one of those one of those years. Uh, but there's like, it's just, there, oh, there's a bunch right. of different things right now. It's kind of like a Comic-Con thing, but for Disney stuff. Uh, but it sounds like it's going to be more like Disney Plus kind of things. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be, I think it's May 27th is when that's happening. Um, okay. but yeah, so it's always been kind of, he, uh, Jeff Grubb mentioned, uh, that it's supposed to be there, um, at that event uh, for months now, uh, seems like it's happening. Um, oh, so soul. yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's happening. Uh, and then also dead space is coming January 27th. Um, I don't know. I mean, I chose, I chose violence on Twitter the other day when they, when they, when they put the title out, I said, well, hopefully it's a change of pace and make this game good. Um, because I, 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 I feel like it's just me and Yoshi Fett, um, our friend Josh, uh, who just are the only people in the world that just didn't like that game that much. Which game? Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, really? I started playing okay. on, uh, it's on Game Pass. I started playing Game Pass today. But I played the first like hour and a half of it. I'm like, is it, was I just in a bad mindset when I played this game? Maybe it's not that bad. Uh, and then I got like an hour into it and I got to the map and like all the, there's like multiple tutorials of how the map works. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no, this game sucks. 
Um, it does suck. Let me take it back. It's like a 7.5. It, it made my top 10 list that year. I think it was like 9. So it wasn't that bad. It was just, eh, it's fine. If it, if it was just called Fallen Order, not Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, no one gives shit about this game. No one care. No, no one care at all. It'd be Babylon's fault. Okay? Um, Babylon's <laughs> Fallen Order. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, it's kind of like a Watch Dogs thing with me where like, the game, I, I, there's definitely parts of the game I liked. Um, uh, so like if a sequel comes out and it's better, they prove upon all the things like th- you could see the things that were good there. And they just build upon that and they make those things better and they take away the, the bad things. It could be awesome. It could be an incredible game. Um, Dead Space. Uh, I love Dead Space. Um, huge. I even kind of like Dead Space three, even though it's not, it's a terrible Dead Space game. It's, it's a good game. It's an okay game. Um, so I'm all on board. Like, you know, I, I've been wanting a Dead Space game since Dead Space 2. Uh, so first one in like, tw- what, 11 years, 12 years? Thir- I think it was 2000. Yeah, I think it was like 2012 or something 11, like that. Well, 2013 was Dead Space 3. So it's probably like 10 or 11. That game. So it's probably been like 11, 12 years since that game came out. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm all in. Uh, I don't care. It's a remake. I don't give a shit. I'm all in. I'll buy it. Just, just give it to me. Um, I'll put it in me wherever you want i don't care i'll take it um gables what's your thoughts on these two games uh, all right so in regards to the whole like uh the sequels of fallen order and stuff i'm kind of indifferent about it only because i've only played a little bit of the first heard the great accolades and stuff that others had during the year released obviously your number nine on your list in the one year and stuff was it comes to mind but uh the other one, you know, in regards to the whole remake thing with the Dead Space remastered, I mean, hey, you know what? I'm open to that. I would love to see how much improvements they would make upon the original in regards to this whole remaster, seeing if they improve anything upon the uh, the gameplay of it or the atmosphere of it. Of course, the visuals are going to go forth and improve, obviously, because that's the number one thing that they're going to go forth and tackle first. But, uh, yeah, there's really not too much. I mean... That Baron said, you know, I was like, that's really don't hit too much home with me because I don't have too much nostalgia or any type of like major things for Star Wars or even for like Dead Space in general. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking up, uh, trying to find my 2019 list here. Uh, oh, yeah, I was 2019. Yeah, um, yep, it was number nine for me. Okay. So, the fuck is that game? Oh, MK11, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11. I was like, Mario Kart 11? What? Uh, yeah, so it was number nine for me. I was right. Okay. Uh, sorry. But yeah, um, like I said, I'm excited for those things. Uh, moving on here, let's get some other smaller news that are like not that small, but kind of small. Uh, Gotham Knights had a big like 13-minute long gameplay session. Draw some gameplay from that. Um, I'm less excited about it when I did it before. Uh, a lot of loot. It's not a live service game, but it has a lot of live service stuff to it. Um, a lot of loot, oh, a lot yeah. of, uh, um, just kind of looks like, uh, Assassin's Creed, but, uh, in the Gotham world. Um, and they also announced that they're going to the last gen versions. Kind of shocking. Um, you know, I know it's, you know, we're going into the year we're we're ending year two of the new consoles. Uh, you look at 2015 was like the, the, the holiday 2015 was like the last year of the PS4 or the PS3 and the Xbox the PS3 next 360. Yeah. Uh, that was like the last holidays with them. So it was kind of the same time frame, but it's kind of shocking because yeah, it seems like the Xbox series consoles are more easier to get. Uh, PS5 definitely not. We've talked about that. 
Uh, but kind of shocking. But like, I mean, it's two years is it's plenty long to support those little consoles. But same time, um, shocked just because it's so hard to get the new ones. Um, other things here, EA officially announced that they are dropping the FIFA license. Um, next year it'll be called EA Sports F- uh, FC starting in 2023. Um, this has been long known that they've been having issues. Like apparently, um, I yeah. guess they were giving them $125 million a year just to put FIFA in the title. Um, now, uh, FIFA wants $250 million a year. Uh, they basically go fuck yourself. Um, it's really bad when everybody's on EA side about something and everybody's like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> in this regard, yeah, it's pretty yes. bad. Uh, FIFA though, the people in there are criminals, literally, literally criminals, um, that are running the organization. It's completely corrupt. Um, and so fuck them. It's funny. They had a big whole thing come out. FIFA did. It's like, we're going to make our own game and it's going to be much better. Fuck you guys. Uh, it's very much like I I would expect that from like a South Park episode. Um, Oh yeah. Or like, like Bender. We're like, well, we're going to blackjack and hookers kind of thing. Or like, we're, we're going to make our own soccer game it's going to be with blackjack and hookers we're going to make the star from we're going to make the star of manchester united yeah. and stuff like that and we're going to have him the biggest pimp in the yeah. world but yeah it's funny because like <laughs> i mean like uh so like well like madden so like i know madden better i know fifa obviously uh or fc what it's gonna be called but like madden like they make a deal with, with the nfl to have put the nfl license on there and have all the other shit but they also have to make deals with like the player union to put the players in there they make deals with all the advertisers that even put like the name like um, Lambeau Field or like FedEx Field for like Washington. Yes. Something. So they have to make deals with all those teams individually and the players union and all that stuff. So they basically do the same thing with FIFA or FC at this point now. So like all the other teams they have to make individual deals with all the players that they make deals with. So this is like the only thing they're losing is literally just the name FIFA on there. They, they're going to have all the teams, all the players. Nothing else will change. Um, it's gonna, other than it's going to save them $250 million a year. Uh, so uh, good on you, EA. EA. Never thought I would say that. Um, so next up was the uh, Nintendo Indie World event. Uh, I talked about that. I kind of like I did like a, like my little live reaction thing too. That was pretty fun. Um, some of the things coming out of this is my computer overload. Here we go. Um, so we had Ooblets, which is a game that's been in uh, early access since 2018. Uh, is now officially launching this summer uh, at, at like 1.0. Batora Lost Haven. Uh, is a story-driven action RPG that's coming this fall. Uh, Lechhead, which is a puzzle platform that looks kind of a lot like a, like a Mega Man art style. Um, I guess that's been on, that came out on the on Steam like October, I believe. But that's coming uh, the Switch this summer. That's actually made by one guy, which is kind of cool. Um, huh. Soundfall, which is a rhythm based rhythm based dungeon crawler, um, came out over they have over 140 songs. Um, it's kind of like a anime Crypt of the Necro Dancer kind of game, but it's like a imagine like a twin stick shooter, um, but with like to the beat of music. Uh, I actually bought that and I played that. Um, I'm not gonna talk about it too much. I'm just gonna talk about it here real fast. Uh, the game's very good. I have a zero rhythm, so I suck at this game, but it's a very fun game, and the music fucking slaps. Um, it was on it's on sale right now too. I think it's like 25 bucks if you buy it. Um, that was actually a out today shadow drop. Wild Frost is a deck builder game. Um, I don't have anything else. I don't want to come out this holiday. Uh, Total Accurate Battle Simulator tabs is coming to the Switch this summer. It's been out for like six years now. I think it's on Game. I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass, or at least it was. Um, so it's been on everything for multiple years now. So if you want to play, it's already played. Gunbrill, which I think kind of stole the the, the hearts of everybody, uh, is that new art punk side sc- uh, scrolling action game. 
uh, where you have an umbrella that you use to like glide and uh, move around the world, but it also is a fucking shotgun cables. Yeah. Um, a shotgun umbrella. I just like how they took like the 1989 penguin from uh, from the Batman. Uh, Batman Forever. With, with it. Not Batman Forever. Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, is it Batman? Is that it's just? Oh, how the fuck did I confuse those? Two? Where, yeah, Dad, don't do Jesus. that. Don't you fucking dare do that. Um, <laughs> if Justin heard you say that, he would find you and kill you. Um, <laughs> Batman Returns is such a good movie. Uh, but um, anyways, uh, the penguin in that uh, that movie, he had the the umbrella that had a he like shoots some actually had a gun in it. Um, that's immediately what I thought of. Uh, we are OFK, which was announced last year. That's coming to the. Uh, that's that musical adventure game that's coming to Switch episodically. Uh, this summer is supposed to be like a new episode every week. Uh, I still only fully understand what I'm doing that game. Silt, which looked like an underwater like limbo game uh, that's coming next month. Uh, Mini Motorways is a city road builder. Um, that game is coming out. Actually, oh, I'm sorry. It did come out. It, came out. it was another shadow drop that came out uh, on Wednesday. Wayward Strand is a narrative game from uh, Ghost Pattern. It's about a teen journalist who seeks out stories in the hospital. There's like, come on, July 21st. I'm very confused with what this game is. It seems like it's a story-driven game, uh, but like, apparently the hospital is just in the sky. Yeah, apparently so. It's like a floating hospital in the clouds or some shit. Like, like is that? that what she's trying to? Is that what she's like doing? Uh, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on? Because like, that's my first question. Like, why is this hospital in the air? Yeah, that's like a that's like a correlating theme with a lot of these indie games that were announced at this event and stuff. To where a lot of these were like just out there in terms of some of their concepts yeah. and terms of some of the things. Yeah, not a bad thing, mind you, but yeah, yeah just trying to wrap your head out of like some of these concepts and stuff, especially the one with the the whole like hospital in the cloud sort of aspect. You know that that yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not really sure what she's trying to do in this know. game. What she's like being a journalist about, uh, but that'd be my first question: Why the fuck are we in the sky? Um, unless it's like a good way to like live in America, but also get really good, like, uh, healthcare. Like that'd be great. I'm all for going up in the sky. If that means I can get like, I can go to the doctor and it doesn't cost me a week's pay. Um, cult of the lamb, which is that, um, like project, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like every time you go into the, the, the dungeon, it's completely different. Uh, anyways, it's like a dungeon crawler. Um, everything is randomized. Uh, it's been at PAX multiple years now. Um, it's coming out Switch later this year. Uh, kind of, it's, it's another dungeon crawler game. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, but a lot of people are excited about the other game that I feel like was the most talked about game at the uh, indie event was another Crab's Treasure. Um, this game <laughs> looks oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it is a shells like, which it's a souls like game, but you play as a crab who. His shell was repossessed, and you have to use. You get if you get hit, you die. But if you find, you could find things around the world uh, in the ocean you're in, uh, like you can find uh, cans, or um, I think they found like a ramen uh, little case, or like a Lego piece uh, to put over your put over your body to protect yourself. And it takes it does degrade over time to hits. Um, like you have parry, you have dodge, stuff like that, attack. Like at one point he like like a boss battle he had chopsticks and he actually pulled them out of the sleeves which is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, that <laughs> he just like just pulls it out like a freaking like katana. Oh my god, it was fucking incredible. Uh, it's coming twenty twenty three. So I thought it was actually a really good uh, indie direct. Uh, like I said, like these are always always so personable. Uh, just based off of what you like. Um, I thought like much like a lot of people, Gunbrella and another Crab Treasure looks fantastic. I bought Soundfall. I like it a lot. I don't think it's like must buy or anything like that but i think it was a very good game um 
But yeah, I thought this is actually a pretty good one. Uh, no uh, Silk Song, but I feel like at this point, Silk Song, uh, to, to expect this at a indie, indie World thing at this point is kind of ridiculous. I didn't expect Silk Song to be in this event. If it's going to be in, if there's going to be any more news about it, it's going to be inside of another Nintendo Direct, yeah. and that's going to be potentially next. My month. one criticism, though, sorry to cut you off, is that I feel like if you're Teen Cherry that makes the Hello Night games and Silk Song, that mm-hmm. when these things happen, unless I guess Nintendo maybe tells you not to, I feel like if I mean, maybe Nintendo very well could have been scenes like, hey, people might think you're going to be there, and more people will watch because of that. So don't say don't say you won't be there, but I feel like that last year E three they announced they wouldn't be there, well in advance. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like if you're not gonna be there, maybe say something. Like I always talk about PlayStation say to plays, they're always really good about telling you what's not gonna be there, to kind of keep your expectations in check. I feel like maybe you should try to do the same thing. What about you, Kimus? All right, so when it came to this indie direct that we had going, you know, I thought it was okay at best and stuff. There were definitely the highlights that I felt were pretty cool, which were obviously like, uh, like the crab game, that freaking crab game, stuff like that. That looked the crab's treasure and stuff like that. Love the the two guys too. They're back. I love how they made a super smash Bros. brawl joke in there. When they said that, and then they, when you, when you move, you, there's a 1% chance you might trip. Fucking incredible. I thought it was kind of campy, kind of cheesy. Oh my god, I love it! They even made a reference to the fucking like a 2006 like Sony presser and stuff like that. Yeah, a giant enemy crab and hit it for massive damage. I'm like, okay, I love okay, those guys. I get it. What you're going? I love. I'm I'm but, buying. Uh, these I'm, I'm going to buy grounding because of them. The thing about the game that impressed me more is how smooth the gameplay looked in regards to the transition. It looked fantastic in terms of the visual fidelity, but at the same point, it looks like. It definitely looks like that whole Souls-like type of aspect and stuff to where you, you just collect certain, like, uh, items to put on your thing as a shell, like a, like obviously, like a metal can or whatever the hell, and just uh, face off against other type of, like, tougher crustaceans and other shit. But uh, I thought Soundfall looked all right in that regard. I thought this was, like, uh, one of those games and stuff, which I could potentially get into because it's definitely had that good old RPG mechanic. Four-player online like, co-op games. Yeah, that's true too. You know, matching the the whole attack stuff with the rhythm and stuff. I bought on PS5. I little... Yeah, you. I kind of figured you'd get on the PS5. It's the same price and has trophies. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you know, even though Elected did release on Steam, and I checked it out in regards to uh, its actual release date on Steam, which was back last year. It's like October. In that I regards, think, yeah. yeah, I think around that time period and stuff. It looks fine. You know, I'm probably gonna pick it up sooner or later, but. Uh, Gumbrella, definitely Gumbrella. I liked mm-hmm. that one was a surefire kind of like winner for me inside of this entire indie stuff because you you've said it before. Devolver Digital knows how to create like these specific type of games and stuff or showcase specific type of games where they look visually impressive or like they look like oh hey that looks kind of cool let's see how this goes into that. Obviously, Death Store being the best example in regards yeah. to that where you see like a little bit minimum and all of a sudden it comes into like something incredibly yeah. awesome. The- but uh, yeah. I definitely felt like with Gumbrella that this has that same potential of being awesome in regards to what it initially curtails. But anyway, Tyler. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, yeah, like whenever you see Devolver Digital or Annapurna on an indie game before it comes out, you at least mm-hmm. know this game is going to be quality. It's going to be good. Um, maybe like I was up, like I talked about just last week about Trek Me. Like that was the first time I was like disappointed in like a game where I just. 
it wasn't bad. I just didn't think it was particularly good. Where it's like, I played so many Devolver Digital games that like I personally didn't click with, but I'm like, I, I registered these are good games. Same thing with Annapurna. I played so many of their games. I'm like, I registered as good games. Just click with me. I played a lot of their games where I'm like, this game's fucking incredible. Um, so when I when I see their names on something, it's like Card Sharks coming out on uh, June 2nd. Like uh, I down because it's Devolver Digital. I download that demo. I'm gonna check it out. I downloaned just before we started the show. I meant to do it before because I want to play. Sorry, talking about the show. Totally forgot about it. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna talk about. I'll talk about it next week. But yeah, like, uh, sorry to cut you off. I just went out. When when you see those two names on a, on an indie game, like you ex- you just know it's quality. It's it's the new modern day Nintendo seal of approval. Yeah. But go ahead. But anyway, in regards to the rest of the whole nitty direct and stuff. A lot of it either didn't hit with me, or in the case of OK, like uh, that OK, that band type of thing. Uh, we are OFK. We are OFK. Music slaps. Stuff. I just don't know what the game is. I mean, the music's the music's all right and stuff like that, but the damn premise of the game and everything else. First off, I don't know what the hell it is. Either it's like a story based game in regards to like a music. Seems like it's thing, very narrative based. Yes. But the whole aspect of the game just puts me to sleep. I mean, for God's sakes, I feel like I'm going to fucking fall asleep when I'm watching this stuff because it feels it looks so bland in regards to it's like old stuff. I love the art style. Music sounds all right, you know, and that wouldn't be Slaps. too bad to listen to. Let's say like a like Spotify. There is a Spotify list playlist. for those games now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's probably the best aspect of that thing where you could just listen to the music and stuff. But in actuality, for the game that it presents, sure, there's a core demographic that would love to play this type of game oh, yeah. and stuff that will experience that stuff to me it just feels like it's just bland it just puts me to sleep <laughs> yeah it's just one of, yeah like i said like it's it's these are just those, it's it's an event or like some like there's a lot of these where i watch the whole thing and i'm just like spent 20 minutes and nothing clicked with me on these but then yeah like, like this one was very good where it's like multiple games click with me i bought soundfall card shark i'm very interested in playing um i think what the, the biggest disappointment thing was like the two biggest games that came out of it uh, Another Crab Treasure and Gunbrella are 2023 games, so they're probably more like 2024 yeah. games. Never trust the indie game's release date. <laughs> like, I don't trust no, it unless just... it's a shadow drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly the point, you know, because like you were just saying before, you know, in smaller teams, dates in regards to release dates can always be pushed away. I mean, let's look at the core example here. Like, like uh, it's a game that I actually went through and did like a bid, and I actually have it up on my thing. Like Little Devils, like uh, inside the Little Devils, like inside, uh, in, inside yeah. and stuff like, like that. Four years that ago. game, it was like a four years ago. That game was in development and stuff, and now it feels like it's going to release this year in regards to twenty twenty two. Blitz is coming out in the summer, and it's been in early access for four years. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like yeah, like not talking shit about indie games. Like I love indie games, but uh. Yeah, it's like, I just never, like, whenever you hear it, especially when it's very vague, when it's just a year, it's like, no, it's not. Uh, I, I, well, I just honestly, I just bid on two indie games that were in at E3 last year for Xbox, replaced in Somerville, yep. and those were given 2022 release dates. Um, and I'm like, I put I bid a dollar on them, like, well, if they don't, they get delayed, like, we're going to hear about them soon. Uh, we're probably, if we'll probably hear about them at, about the uh, Xbox event uh, this, in a month. So, and if, well, they get delayed. I lost a dollar. On that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you, it's a minimal risk, minimal like uh, minimal type of thing. To where if they do get delayed and stuff, okay, you're out a dollar. Yeah. But at the same point, if they turn to be great games, it's more yeah. or less on your favor. Yeah. But I did check into both of those games. Started to be kind of a little diversion and stuff. Yeah, 
I could see the possibility of those, those things games being look, pretty good. Those were two of my three game of the game of the shows last year. The other one was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Uh, so, yep. yeah, like I'm one of those games. But yeah, the, the version there. But yeah, go ahead. But the tie up with the whole Nindy stuff, I thought it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't like say like great and stuff. It did kind of its intended purpose, which to showcase new games. Yeah. Some of which we've never even heard of. But even so, I'd still would give it like a solid like five and a half out of ten. Yeah, I, really. I'm like a seven. I mean, like it's so hard. Like I look at these are so hard to judge because like you can't judge these like when you when there's a big direct Nintendo Direct or Xbox event, whatever. Yeah. Um, you usually even if you like. You can judge those ones more about what was announced at them, even if they don't click. Like, we have 30 games that are shown, and the four or five big, huge ones there are like newsworthy topics. Uh, even a right. bad direct has things to talk about. Um, but, like, even if, like, nothing. It did. These just, like, yeah, these are, like I said, they're so personable for you, for people that, like, to me, like, this is one of the better ones. I think the biggest missed opportunity was like the lack of that one more thing. Yeah, that was end. my I wanted like I was stunned when I when I, like when you could see my reaction when I was watching this, where like yeah I'm like okay like I thought it was like a tease like here's a montage I was like you did a montage to like another Crab's treasure would have been like <laughs> the other game with a fucking montage like and some of those games that they did a montage for are actual good games like Car Shark is in there yeah. yeah but like one shot thing is actually pretty good yeah one shot people are really excited about that one but like yeah yeah like um like if another Crab's treasure would have been the one more thing or Gunbrella would have been one more thing I think people's I think it would have been a much really the another Crab's treasure was the one more thing and you just didn't do here's one more thing like that should have been the finale because that was a really good right. way to end it I thought um great jokes gables has bad taste and doesn't understand humor um <laughs> those people are fantastic i love them um take my money please um yeah so yeah that was uh but yeah that was i for me per, it's it, that, sh- that shows you how the the nindy directs go where like for me i thought for me personally i thought it was one of the better ones i'd probably put it like like there's so many of these things they've had where like i watched it i couldn't even tell you what was there and this one was really good for Gables. Yeah, there was just nothing, you know, a couple things clicked for him, but most of it was for, forgettable. Yeah, like I said, it was it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was very good. So yeah, that just shows you how these things go. Uh, but moving on, last thing here before we get out of here, Gables. Well, before we move on to what we've been playing, Silent Hill. Uh, apparently, some leaked images came out. So a little guy called uh, I don't actually know if he's little. I don't know if he, it could be a woman. I don't know. Um, Dust Golem. Uh, he is he or she. I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't. I don't. They are known for. Um, leaking, they're very big on leaking Resident Evil stuff. Uh, they leaked, they okay. had the Capcom leak a few years ago. They leaked everything about Resident Evil 8. They leaked all the shit about Monster Hunter. Like, they leaked about the Resident Evil 4. Like, they are big on leaking Capcom shit. Uh, they, right. they leaked out, I believe, on Reddit. I can't remember exactly where it was. Um, they did some leaks. They said this is a fairly new, uh, contact that they have, but they've, um, he's like, he's, they've talked to other, uh, people, and it seems like this is a pretty good, uh, contact um, leaked some images to what apparently is a new Silent Hill game. Um, we've heard the rumors that apparently there are multiple, there are two Silent Hill games in uh, development. Uh, we do know mm-hmm. Bloober Team is working with Konami. Bloober Team uh, does horror games, the Layers of Fear, and the Medium, which I thought the Medium was a very good game that came out last year. Um, and like I said, yeah, so they they've they're pretty. Dusk Golem is very good, and pretty much he's nailed everything. On um, Resident Evil 8, we, like the werewolves, the witch, everything. Like, we right. knew everything before that game was announced. 
uh, outside of, like major story events, obviously. But we knew all the big stuff out of that game um, before it was announced. Um, so leaks of images. Uh, so apparently, some the rumors are now coming out of this is that. The Bluebird team, the, the one they're working on, they're working on a remake of Silent Hill 2, which is weird because we're just going straight. I guess 2 was the one that everybody likes the most, uh, but it's weird you go from, you just skip 1 and go to 2. Um, but there's that second one that there has been rumored. Now, I haven't been able to figure out, like, I don't know too much about Silent Hill. Like, I, Silent Hills, the PT thing is like, the most I know about it, uh, about Silent Hill games. I played Silent Hill, the original one on PS1 back in the day, but I was like seven when I played it. I was just too young and dumb to figure that game out. Uh, this, I just remember a lot of fog. Um, but uh, in this one, in the leaked images, it's very obvious that, okay, it's in the UK um, based. Um, just some of the stuff there's like a picture of a woman looking in a mirror. And it says like, uh, you hate me or I hate you or whatever. Uh, but yeah, like looks very good as far as the leaked images go graphically. Uh, but yeah, so... No one can really figure out, it seems like, if this is the Bloober Team rumored remake of Silent Hill 2 or if this is the other one uh, that is them. But it has been DMCA'd and taken down by Sony. Interesting. Honestly, when I heard about this thing last night, along the collaboration of everything else that went into it beforehand and stuff, this holds credence that this is like a legitimate thing, you know, because a lot of it is suggesting that not only are these Silent Hill games real, but yet Sony DMCAing a couple of images where they didn't technically have to do that. I mean, especially if they want to go forth and nail past the narrative or some that if that they're not a thing, but that holds more credence that they are a thing now. Mm -hmm. And so... Now we're left wondering if this is Bloober Team, if this is like Kojima has something to do with it in regards to that, which we... He's got, he's got to deal with Xbox, so... Um, right, right. But yeah. fact remains is we're going to be learning more about it next month, probably. That's what we're hoping anyway, if not September, if rumors are persistent enough. But it makes me excited because, for one, it's like we haven't had a decent new silent hill game for years especially since silent hill 4 that thing fell off a cliff the room i think it was yeah but uh yeah you know this is highly exciting you have concrete type of like screenshots that were released and stuff i'm hoping everything that was showcased and that's being referenced is real because silent hill fans are going to have a lot to think about and especially a lot to digest as soon as like say another game is eventually going to be released, which right now it's rumor. We see a whole lot of concrete things that it's leading for it to happen, but we're still maintaining a lot of it could be, could be coming to fruition. But at the same point, I just want to nail home and stuff that even though it may seem like it, it may seem walk like a duck or talk like a duck. doesn't mean necessarily it can't be a duck in yeah. this case. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it just kind of leads screens to the, the rumors we've been hearing for multiple years now. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I've never been a big uh, Silent Hill person, but uh, I'm all in for, you know, for Bloober Team. The medium sold me on them uh, being a very good studio. Uh, and if, you know, depending on who's making it for Sony, if it, if this is true, like definitely just because Sony DMC, DMCA it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the case. We've seen there's been cases in the past where it's been companies DMCA something and then nothing came out of it. Um, but we all seen like there was that um, 
what's that WB WB the Smash Brothers uh, like game they're doing that has like Scooby oh, Batman. Oh my god! I can't remember the, name of the game, but anyways, uh, that game I forgot the name of it too. That game leaked everywhere on YouTube and shit like that. Yep. And they DMC, uh, WB DMCA t- took it down, and then a month or two later they announced it. So doesn't mean yep. doesn't seal the deal, but I feel like it it's making it more more so that's happening and maybe we hear about that right we hear about that news soon because apparently there we might we might just have a playstation event uh in early june so but gables we got to move on here we're our 16 minutes in uh I, I i mentioned already i played soundfall um i'm really liking it so okay. far i just have no rhythm because i'm white uh so yeah. um yeah uh i'm not doing great in this game but i'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit uh the music slaps uh, but gables we've been playing buddy all right, a couple different things. Obviously, I played a bit of Kirby yesterday. I pretty much went through the first main, like uh, main level in regards to no, I two levels actually. The introductory thing and the first level and stuff collected all the little random little figurine, the little like capsule things mm-hmm. and stuff. Let's go all the Waddle Dees and stuff like that. Waddle Dees nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's kind of similar to that. It's actually. Honestly, it's kind of similar in regards to how the demo kind of played out so far because the demo showcases the first couple things of the of the levels inside the beginning, like, you know, island stuff of the game. But uh, gameplay still remains smooth. Everything else seems kind of fun. I love how after you get past the introductory thing and you're going to the first town, it busts into the song that uh, oh. is all in Japanese and stuff like that. So fucking that, awesome. Uh, you have the, yeah, I'm so glad they didn't spoil that in the that. demo. And that was so fucking cool. Yeah. Was riding on the last of us highway. Oh my god. Yeah, I love how the first main like focus upon this game, the first major hub area, it looks like a post dystopian Seattle. <laughs> oh my gosh, in some alternative reality, that was the last of us part two. <laughs> I I have I, I like the other night I was staring just thinking about like just watching a PlayStation event, screen goes black, Naughty Dog logo pops up, fucking just goosebumps, Gables, goosebumps, yeah, goosebumps. Just thinking about what's what they what they're doing next, Gables. What are they fucking <laughs> doing next? God, sorry, I, I don't know why. Like I'm just got I'm getting oh. like that that E three where it's you know like I got a vacation coming up in a few weeks. Uh, we got we got that summer game fest shit coming up. It's gonna be a ma- it's gonna go. be magical this summer, and I'm just like I'm just fucking, oh, I got I've got chills through my body right now thinking about, oh it's gonna be a good time. Anyways, I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely, but uh, yeah, Kirby plays pretty fine in that regards. I did play a little bit more of Trek to Yomi last week after recording and stuff. I was through chapter four to kind of give it a little bit of break because for one, I went through the thing. I went through like the chapter two, three, and then four and stuff like that subsequently, and uh, like about nine and a half or something like that. I'm kind of I was taking my time with the game and stuff. I'm still having some issues in regards to the whole like uh, combat stuff because it's not as smooth as it could be. That's the thing about this game tour. Presentation's nice, everything else seems like it's okay, but the combat is not there mm. in regards to the fluidity in terms of the fidelity and in regards to what it could have been. Like, I'm still getting, like, uh, 
little delays and stuff I'm trying to counter specific like sword slashes yeah. or it feels like I'm, my timing is thrown off completely yeah. in some aspects. Exactly what I said last week that parry system. I never could figure out the parry system. I just dodge. Yeah, I just I, learned a dodge roll. Yeah, yeah really that's good at that. pretty much what I have been doing, you know, or I have been like uh, going through and getting like turning my back to my opponent and stuff and all of a sudden just do the backslash. Like, yep. Turn around. Yep. That's exactly behind. what I did. Yep. It's the best. And what counter. I have to do that in re- in response to one of the main features that you have in this game to counter an attack is not working properly. Yeah, that is definitely not the best that it could have been in regards to that gameplay aspect of it. In my honest opinion and stuff. And so I kind of put that game in a little bit of the back burner because I went into something else. And the reason why I mentioned N64 in the beginning part of this podcast is because there was a game I never played back then when the 64 was out that was an outsider looking in, and that game is F-Zero X. Now, granted, racing games on the Super Nintendo, on the 64, yeah, there are a lot of great racing games on the 64. But, uh, I... Cruising USA, best game ever. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, Cruising USA is a great game. I have played that a long time ago. I think I rented that game. But, uh, F-Zero X, I'd never played it. And when I went through the opportunity one night, I was in bed, I was watching something on Twitch, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, I'm going to power up the app and see what I can do. Oh, well, let's try F-Zero X. I went through the entirety of the... <laughs> I went through the entirety of, like, uh, the easy mode portion of the thing with uh, Blue Falcon and stuff like that, with Captain Falcon and stuff, go through the Jack Cup, Queen, and then the King Cup. Now I'm on standard. And let me tell you something. How aggressive you have to be while trying to play this game in regards to trying to navigate around the tracks and then try to do drifts in certain turns and stuff like that. It's intense. It fucking feels smooth. It feels great in that regards. Because basically how the how this racing game works is like you have like a slew of about 30 other, like 30 racers, including yourself. And so some of them will get destroyed because they just ram into each other or something like that, or ram, ram into, like, the posts, the walls or something, their energy falls down, and they explode, right? Big, massive explosions. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like you're racing. You have two other, like, uh, ships that rubber band with you throughout the entire portion of, like, the, the race. The races don't last for too long. Maybe, like, like, on Super Nintendo, you had, like, about five or six laps, like, on this one little course and stuff. For the 64 version and stuff, three laps. Kind of like how with Mario Kart 64, you know, we do three laps and all of a sudden the last ones do this and do that. The game can be so fucking difficult because it wants you to become precise in regards to turns. Because as soon as you hit the wall, you have two or three other races that zoom past you. And you have to constantly boost. And every time that you boost, it's so different than opposed to the original F-Zero. Because after each lap, you gather a boost and blah, blah, blah in the original. In this game, you press the B button, and your health bar goes down as well. And so you have to literally be aggressive on that front, going through this. And, uh, yeah, let me just say, man, it's like there there had there was like a night or two where I was stuck on, uh, I think it was like Big Blue Part 2, like Big Blue 2, that's the track and stuff. Because the most notable tracks inside of F-Zero in regards to this game, you have uh, Mute City and then, like, uh, Big Blue. And Big Blue 2, all these twists and turns, all this other stuff, you know, that it took me a while just to go through this turnpike, right? Because there's this literal, like, a 
like this little swirl where you can be, you can literally like travel upside down, right? While you're trying to race and do all this other shit. And you have to hit the boost just right. But uh, yeah, what's kind of hilarious is like a better portion of this week was spent playing an N64 game I never did before. But uh, it's so super enjoyable. Like I'm actually getting a lot of kick out of playing this game because you see all these different racers and all of them have those, these weird ass quirks or something like that. They're like, it's vintage sort of 90s sort of flair to it. It's like you have obviously Captain Falcon, but then you have the guy that uh, pilots one of the fastest crafts and stuff, the Jeff Vermillion, like James McLeod. Then like you have like uh, some of the rivals for Captain Falcon, like a Samurai Goro, which he has this big old fucking like uh, pink ship or some. And uh, he is constantly one of the ones that rubber band you with along with another dude. I think it's like either Black Shadow or like Blood Falcon or whatever the fuck. And, uh, yeah, it's just the the music is fantastic. The fucking track design is fantastic. The racers, there's a lot of variety in terms of that stuff. Hell, every race, before you go into it, you can adjust your acceleration and speed. Like, it goes to the preset, right? But you can sometimes you can go all the way in one direction or another, and it completely changes the way your ship drives or grips on the track. Very in-depth, very simple, but at the same time, it's hard to freaking master in certain aspects of the course. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, a lot of what I've been playing this week, if it hadn't been a little, little like, uh, odds and ends and stuff, just mostly playing a little bit of F-Zero X. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. It's, it's a very filled week of news. Uh, yep. Hopefully this continues on for the next month or so. Uh, but if you guys like that and you're still listening, appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, please uh, look in the show notes down there. You'll see a link tree. Click on that. That'll show you everywhere we are available at. Um, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, a- Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, all those places. Go to all those places that you're on. Like, follow, subscribe, share, five stars, reviews, comments, Whatever we can do, really would appreciate it. Um, I was host. I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds Podcast. Yep. Too sweet? Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.